Hello, everyone. I'm Melina. And I'm Aditi. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Yes, welcome. Melina, what did you think of this episode? There was so much drama going on. Was not expecting it. Yeah. Especially near the end. Definitely did not expect this episode to take the turn it did. How are you feeling about this season and the direction it's going? I mean, we definitely get to see a lot more of Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane and their growing relationship. I feel like there's definitely a lot of growth for everyone. Yes. Like, I don't know about growth, but like more in depth. Like now we're seeing more of Todd and like Bojack and um, him and Wanda and also things that were happened in season one that were just kind of like, we didn't think it would come back or I didn't think it would come back. It came back. So everything's just coming full circle. No, agreed. I think definitely this episode surprised in a lot of ways. But before we get into this, do you want to hear a summary? Yes. Okay. So this episode, season two, episode eight is called Let's Find Out. And we do. We find out a lot of things, as Melina and I have both hinted at. Because Bojack helps Wanda out and volunteers as the first guest on Mr. Peanut Butter's new show called Hollywood Stars and Celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. Don't you love that name, Melina? Too long. It's like a <laughs> like a light novel title, I think, or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Anyways, Bojack feels set up on the show as it's intended that he's supposed to lose, but he doesn't really know that. And he's supposed to lose to a big celebrity, Daniel Radcliffe. His insecurities take over and he attacks Mr. Peanut Butter on live TV and they hash it out. Todd tries to win over J.D. Salinger's prize pen for Mia. Mm-hmm. Was that a good summary? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it was. So one fun fact before we get into the details of the show, completely irrelevant to the plot and what we normally talk about, but Daniel Radcliffe in this episode, do you know who he's voice acted by? Is it not not Daniel Radcliffe? It's actually Daniel Radcliffe. Okay, okay. I was just so surprised because some of the other celebrities are not themselves, but this was legitimately just Daniel Radcliffe. And they kind of made him seem like an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, depending on how you look at it, I'm sure some like Harry Potter, well not Harry Potter, but like who are fans of like, say ron or hermione they'll probably be yes. like harry's such an asshole <laughs> well like, that's harry that's not daniel radcliffe you know that's well, different that's his... i mean this is still technically a character in bojack horseman true this is still the yeah the character in the world of bojack daniel radcliffe is a little bit of an ass he's not completely like he remembers the name of the assistant and he's really mm-hmm. nice to them but he was like who's bojack i don't really know and the running joke is every time he messes up bojack's name he actually says a real actor Oh, oh! I didn't realize that. Yeah. He says Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, of course, um, was Black Panther, and unfortunately, he's passed away. But Chadwick Boseman, real actor. Uh, and then he says B.J. Novak. I think that was the second one I catch. I didn't catch the third and the fourth, but he just says the name of another actor or another celebrity. Maybe that happens because Bojack Horseman is not a real celebrity. A right. <laughs> in the world of Daniel Radcliffe, who's a real celebrity, you know, he, how is he supposed to remember all the fake ones? You know, mm-hmm, exactly. It's like you yeah. never met this person at this like party that did not exist. <laughs> but that's hurtful, Melina. That's so hurtful. Bojack exists in our hearts. I guess. I mean, I don't know if he's in my heart. Like, <laughs> hasn't really done anything to make me wanna <laughs> wanna love him. That's true. That's true. What did you think, like, of? bojack at the end of this episode purposefully 
at the very mm-hmm. end, he has the power to give all this money to charity if he just says Daniel Radcliffe's name. If he admits that he knows him. And the fact that he didn't, what did you think about that? Well, so it's like throughout the show, you can see his anger building. Like, yes, he didn't know that he was going to be pretty much a laughing stock on his show. Yes. Uh, and was it fair for Wanda to not tell him? Like, I guess she, okay, it's kind of funny how she doesn't understand technology and she shredded instead of faxing, but she should have probably told him, right? I mean, he also technically didn't read it. Like, he says, like, oh, I never read it. Like, we only found out afterwards she shredded it. But yeah. I, I, at the beginning, we was, our understanding is that he just didn't read it on purpose. So maybe she knew, figured that he knew. Or, like, yeah. even if he didn't read it, she's kind of like, well, that's, like, you're yeah. supposed to be professional. kind of. Thing. And I guess also she read that, like, she mentioned later, not read, she mentioned that even Wanda hadn't read it because she accidentally shredded it, so she didn't read it. Um, oh, okay. I think only Princess Carolyn knew because she said, don't let it get to your head. Remember, it's Mr. Peanut Butter Show. Uh, and okay. he was like, I'm doing this for my girlfriend. And later, she tells him to not win. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that would really be, that's an ass. Like, was that too much of her to ask that? I guess is the whole show, like, was that whole thing supposed to be, was it aimed for, like, charity, like, the whole time? Because I thought charity, the charity part was just brought up in this episode, like, before it was all, like, Jay I think anytime show, celebrities compete on a television game show, Melina, uh-huh. the money goes to charity. Because I think people would scream on the streets if we just gave celebrities more money. Uh, <laughs> I have not seen a single game show where they would just give celebrities money to walk away in their pocket. Um... <laughs> I think J.D. Salinger did want to make fun of celebrities, so I think that was, like, part of the show, right? Like, he's in the control room, and he's like, yes, continue rolling. <laughs> They're suffering. Let's yeah. keep on watching this. Yeah, he's like, yes. And so I'm like, okay, sir. Uh, he also wants, like, real juicy stories. I'm like, okay, cool. Because Catcher in the Rye uh, is all about, like, phonies. Okay. Um, and so I think that's why he's going to this. I haven't read Catcher in the Rye in years. Last time okay. I read it, I was like 13 so um don't remember yeah i don't remember the details but it definitely you know he's calling out phonies all the time and i think that's why this this game show is attacking celebrities a bit but Mm -hmm. i think like if it's part of this script like if the script was to say like hey this is what um you're supposed to do like yeah as your job it's like you're there you get paid to do that it's not like it's morally like, if it's, like, an ethical, like, moral, like, that kind yes. of issue, like, say, if they're saying, hey, go shoot someone in the audience, yeah, maybe you don't want to do that. And it's kind of like what Diane was doing last episode when we were discussing her and Mr. Peanut Butter, and there was sort of, like, an ethical complexity to that. This mm-hmm. was less ethically ambiguous. It's sort of like, do I humiliate myself for my girlfriend? Mm-hmm. And I think if you put some space between, you're right, this is my job and who I am is different, then it doesn't feel like you're humiliating yourself. This is like, whatever, people are going to be laughing. It's going to be funny, but I am a separate person from this. Mm-hmm. It's not like ethically that bad, I guess. But I also think like, Wojak's a very prideful person. He always wants yes. to be the right one. Which the is one why he was petty everything. till the end. Yes. <laughs> he said, like who's, the, who's the star of Harry Potter? Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You've seen that meme. Oh my gosh. If I find this, listeners, I will put this in our Instagram. I'll put it on our post. If not, please message us on Instagram and send this. I have been looking for this. It's, I think, a slider from BuzzFeed where they have Elijah Wood's face and Daniel Radcliffe's face and you can like slide between them. Okay, they are both from the UK. They both have acted in fantasy series or very big in the same genre and they both have very similar face shapes. It's very eerie how this is like oh. aligned, but I think they've been mixed up a lot. And this is like a, a funny joke that, you know, Elijah Wood and Danny Radcliffe get, you know, confused for each other. Okay. Okay. But when you actually do the slider, it is freaky. It is like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have to find that then. Yeah. If I can, I'll put it, I'll put it on our, our Instagram. Please check that out. Uh, if not, feel free to spam messages and share that. We'd love to do that and love to hear from you guys. But I am curious about what your thoughts of him letting all that money burn. I was super pissed. I was super pissed that he let his pettiness throw away charity money. I also think it was kind of like watch the world burn, that they burned the money rather than give it to charity, right? Like there's something about those types of games. And I think that's what like this show is like making fun of. And it's like, you know, it's a comedy ultimately, but it is that why don't they just give the money to charity? <laughs> I guess the game show does ultimately make more money. So then by giving this money through charity in a means of making more, I don't know. I guess it works out as more money for more causes, but why they burn it? I mean, hopefully they, hopefully it's just monopoly money. And they were like thinking ahead in case like something were to happen in money. Like if someone came in and tried to rob the money, like, at least if it was like fake money, regardless of the situation. Melina, you think so highly. This is a comedy. You know they burnt it. You know they burnt it for the comedy. You know it's also animated comedy money. (laughs) (laughs) So in the end, it's all Monopoly money. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, on the game show, what did you think about sort of the turn with Mr. Peanut Butter? The turn as in... The turn to a heart-to-heart where he just like said no more bubble round. Got out the chairs had a discussion yeah I, you I, I always know. say mr peanut butter has a darker side to him what did you think of this side i mean i i don't i don't think this is necessarily a darker side it's like if you're engaged to someone and you find that your betrothed is being approached by other people's it, i think it's just like it's i think it's natural to feel jealous and angry at the other person True, but it actually speaks really highly of Mr. Peanut Butter's character and also of Diane and their relationship, right? Like we've been evaluating their relationship and we've been estimating. Melina has been estimating, what was it, six months? <laughs> Three right? months, I think. Oh yeah, I think less than six or months. Or when she comes back from Cordova, we're thinking it'll yeah. be done. But the thing that is surprising is before they were married, they communicated. You know how she was really awkward about the biscuit stuff and she wasn't sure about it? And I mm-hmm. thought that was because of the BoJack situation, but it looks like she talked to Mr. Peanut Butter and they discussed yeah. that. So one, like plus one for honesty and communication in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And plus one for the fact that Mr. Peanut Butter didn't let that affect him and Diane. The fact that Diane and Bojack still work together. The fact that he didn't, he still trusted Diane. He wasn't mm-hmm. weird about that. He That was all like, I'm like, damn, nice. That is true. I don't think that he would necessarily, given the type of like, persona he gave off before being like a happy dog character a yellow lab yes yes yeah, so a happy yellow lab i feel like he is the kind of person who is able to keep professional relationships even despite how personal things have like might come up yes 
Yeah, so uh, like to me, it's like it makes sense that he didn't bring it up until until Bojack decided to decided to make a big deal of it. And I think that it was a little weird that Mr. Peanut Butter did it live, but he's also, as you mentioned, part of his personality is also he seems pretty public at least right Mm -hmm. now, right? Like he seems pretty open, but at the same time, the fact that he didn't share this with Bojack makes me think he is kind of also a private person. So Mm -hmm. it both makes sense and doesn't make sense that he did this. It does work for the comedy. I think I was surprised by the level of maturity, right? That it showed that he didn't, until the point that he he confronted Bojack. Like the fact that he held it together for this long, I was like, wow, that's more mature than I would have thought for Mr. Peanut Butter. I mean, at this point, I think especially since Bojack was attacking him live, it was like he's got his own pride that he has to protect too. Yes. So he's not just going to roll over and let you pet his belly, you know? Yeah, no. (laughs) Especially as he was saying, like, he's always wanted to be friends with Bojack. And Bojack Bojack has belittled him. And honestly, Mr. Peanut Butter's taking the high road and sort of ignored it. And he was like, no, I know that this is what you do. It's not like I'm stupid. I'm just Mm -hmm. choosing to be the bigger person. And and the fact that he pointed that out, I was like, damn, if I was Bojack, I would have been like, I feel like trash. Bojack wouldn't feel like trash. Do you think Bojack feels like trash ever? I think he already feels like trash, Melina. So this just doesn't add. And he said that openly. And I think the Mm -hmm. fact that I was really also proud of Bojack. I think with his relationship with Wanda, he's come so far that he was willing to be one, vulnerable on national Mm -hmm. television. Two, he was honest with Mr. Peanut Butter Mm -hmm. because he said, I'm jealous. Mm -hmm. Did you expect that? I guess I didn't, but especially as you were saying, like he's throughout the season, he's been like becoming more open, like becoming a quote unquote better person that he's with Wanda now. and so for him to apologize, I'm like, yeah, like, I guess he could have, like, just attacked Mr. Yeah. Peanut Butter on live yes. TV. But then I also feel like he'd also, like, that would just also ruin his image more, I guess. I think he was already ruining his image on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, one is a lesser evil than the other. <laughs> I guess. I thought it was really, like, I think it takes a lot of guts to just tell someone, I'm jealous of you. And keep in mind that, yes, it's live, but they also have a live audience. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that was when Bojack was feeling the most humiliated was that live audience and reacting to that. Right? Yeah. So I was really like, wow, I'm proud that he said he was jealous. I'm also proud that Mr. Peanut Butter like pointed out like, hey, you know, you're working on your dream movie. You know, mm-hmm. you're in a happy relationship. Did he bring? I think he brought that up. He's mm-hmm. like, you're multimillionaire. Like, what more do you want? What more do you feel owed for? And Bojack has nothing to say because I think that that really brings up to the point that like Bojack is deeply sad and and as a person sad, not as in like pathetic. I mean, sad as in like he feels sad. Right. Mm -hmm. And that disconnect between externally what you look like and how you internally feel like Mr. Peanut pointed that out. And I think that Bojack felt guilty and shame for feeling bad. And I don't think he should feel shame for feeling sad. I think he should definitely work through his problems. But it's like a good reminder that what we see on the outside doesn't necessarily reflect what we see and what's happening on the inside. Yeah, because even when Bojack says, like, when he sees Mr. Peanut Butter, who is like, he was good about himself, it's like, it appears like that, but we don't, Mr. Peanut Butter might not feel good about himself. Yes, he's kept this secret for quite a while, so who knows? So a lot of things going on. Yeah. Do you think their apology was real? 
I don't know. I feel like when Mr. Peanut Butter started the apology section of this episode and he was going to apologize and not apologize when he was going to forgive mm. Bojack. Oh, so I think, I think Bojack's apology was real. Cause I definitely think he felt ashamed. I think Mr. Peanut Butter was not going to forgive him and mm. did not want to genuinely. But then the producers were like, no, you know, it's network television. You have to resolve it. And he was going to go there and just do what they said they were going to do. Mm-hmm. the fact that the power went out and then he started by saying you know my producers told me to bank up i thought he was gonna say no but mm-hmm. i think ultimately mr peanut butter has not truly forgiven him i think just the type of person he is and the fact that he is a golden lab and he wants to uphold that image mm-hmm. he is saying this like i don't think this is truly what he thinks but mm-hmm. what do you think melina do you think he actually forgave bojack definitely not nope it's too fast like uh, things don't wrap up that fast yeah it was definitely just for the show and like the public and then everyone in the audience would be like oh my gosh if i just like which is also like i don't want to say it gives the wrong message but it's also kind of like then people will think that and i think we've discussed this before where like bojack is like has like apologized for things before and then yeah when you apologize, you expect to be forgiven kind of thing. Yes. Like, oh, with him and Herb as well, right? Yeah. And I think it's important to know you may not get the apology. And I would have actually liked if just like Herb, yet to earn his apology for Mr. Peanut Butter. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we'll see what happens because it's like, yes. this ended off on a bit of a cliffhanger. <laughs> yes, because Wanda finally found out at the end. How do you think Wanda would react? Or actually, better question, Melina, if you were Wanda, how would you react? I mean, the finding out like the partner, your partner has kissed someone else. Uh, kissed someone else who was engaged mm-hmm. to someone when when they were engaged, affianced, if you will, to someone else a week before their wedding, and they are a good friend, and you've hung out with them tons of times, and they've never told you. Hmm. Definitely, I would. I would probably find that well. I mean, it's hard to say because on one hand, it's kind of like when you're dating someone, it's like you don't really keep track of like all the people that they may have had relationships with before. Like, but this is not with. all the people. And this is fairly <laughs> recent to when him and Wanda started going out. Like, it, like, I guess maybe two months before that. I don't know. But even then, it's like, do people really talk about their past relationships with their with their new partners? I think you should a little bit, especially if it's someone you still keep in contact with. I feel like you probably should give them a heads up because I, I don't know, if I was Wanda, I'd feel a bit like a fool because I was like, damn, I wish I kind of knew that before going in. It's mm-hmm. nice to give them a heads up. You don't have to give them a laundry list, I think. You don't owe them a laundry list of, like, everybody. But at least your last ex, you know, just let them know who they are. And if you're going, you know, just be like, hey, you know, we're going out to dinner on a double date or we're going to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going over to our friend's house. Just as a heads up, I used to have a thing for them. It is over. We did this, but I want you to know just so you're not uncomfortable or, you know, whatever. Just, I don't know. I, I think it's just like nice. It's not required, but it is nice to give someone that heads up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. In the same way, it's kind of nice to let someone know when you're going there that, hey, you know, hey, we're going to hang out with some of my friends. We used to be friends for a while and then we had this moment where we were not friends. Never bring up the year 2008. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that one definitely. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, <laughs> friendship breakups. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, or like something like you never talk about like pita bread because it's a sore <laughs> spot or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? There like was you- an incident years ago with pita bread. <laughs> never talking about again. Sorry, I don't know why that was the thing at the top of my head. In the last bit about this episode, Mia and Todd. Do you remember who Mia was? She's the mouse. Yeah, let me check who she's voice acted by. So uh, her voice actor is, in fact, Titania Maslani. I actually don't know Titania Maslani. Am I saying that right? If I'm not, please let me know. Um, She's Canadian. Oh. That's right, Melina. Canadian. She's from Regina, Saskatchewan. What? Well, all the love to the Regina, Saskatchewan. We don't forget all, you. Yep, all the love to Saskatchewan. I'm really shocked. It's great. She was on Heartland, the Nativity, being Erica. Uh, so really excited that we have a fellow Canadian who is on this show. I like Mia. Yeah, she's uh, she reminds me a lot of you with her like, okay. hardworking attitude and everything. <laughs> I liked how she had a cheese necklace. <laughs> Oh, I didn't notice that. I was like, yes, jeez. <laughs> you're a mouse. I love it. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I think I do see a lot of myself in Mia. Okay, so um, controversial opinion. I ship her and Todd right now. Like, when they were on screen, right. I was like, I ship this. Done. Why? I don't know. I ship the fact that I think there's some chemistry with the fact that Todd is completely incompetent and Mia is. But she had a soft spot for him because she gave him the pen. I feel like it's because she's a she's an empathic person. When she sees someone suffering, she's willing to lend a hand. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Maybe I'm a sucker for for this. Uh, they kind of had like an enemies to friends uh, sort of arc. <laughs> <laughs> Melina, don't kill my schoolgirl dreams. I, I think you can find someone that's someone else. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Mia can do better. Sorry, Todd. But I did love that Todd screamed, "Viva Todd foolery!" <laughs> Yeah, screw tomfoolery. It's all about Todd foolery. I don't know. I feel like if I was Mia in that in that situation where it's like I gave someone the pen because it's like I feel bad for them and then they just like it's like psych prank. It's like Oh, you'd be so mad. I'd be like, Yeah, I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that Mia was trying to cheer Todd up because she was pretty harsh to him, right? Saying that Todd's not gonna amount to anything and, and I think that Todd hears that a lot right and Todd definitely can do a lot of things he does fool around a lot but I think that if he buckled down to it Todd could be really successful Um, Mm -hmm. yeah I mean he did have many entrepreneurial ventures yeah but I don't think he sees himself with that light like I think Todd is a great example of if you look at him from a different perspective you can see like hey he's He's very enthusiastic about stuff. When he puts his mind to it, he succeeds. He made a whole rock opera. He's had really good networks and connections. Um, He's great at making friends, great at connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Like he has a lot of potential, but he doesn't see himself that way. And he doesn't, like even when him and Diane were talking in that episode Mm -hmm. with the chickens, Mm -hmm. they see each other so differently. And I think, yeah. If I was me, I wouldn't trust him after that pen incident. Agreed. I think he needs someone... Is it like if we're looking at, I think he needs like a partner uh, that can not necessarily relationship, but like mm-hmm. if we're talking about like work career wise, like it could be like mentor. So yeah, someone who like balances like the thoughts that he has, like someone else who has who can make up for those. Yes, um, I think make up for them, but also like inspire him to focus and change and grow in those areas. 
you know, mm-hmm. and balance mm-hmm. them out together. And I, that's why I think like you, you're right in the fact where if he went into business with someone, him and Mr. Peanut Butter are too similar. That's why they <laughs> went bankrupt. Um, whereas if it was someone, him and often like Princess Carolyn, it would their David Boreanaz house. Like they yeah, made that's bank. pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. The problem was that <laughs> it's so it many illegal? problems. <laughs> it was illegal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even other things like she got him that commercial. And, yes. Like, I think I'm sure. Yeah, Exactly. Board up with a different personality is great, but I think that it doesn't have a lasting impression because he's not like learning necessarily from those relationships. Like they're not really a learning uh, or a sort of sharing collaboration sort of Mm -hmm. relationship where they're learning from the other person, growing from the other person. Um, He is indirectly doing that, but not at Mm -hmm. like the rate that I think would change his life. So we'll see about Todd, Mm -hmm. but you didn't feel anything about Mia and Todd? I'm the only one? Mm. I mean, I, I get what you mean by the enemies to lovers trope. <laughs> Definitely, that's like something common in a lot of anime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you know, always I mean, see like the in- very like A plus like <laughs> high school girl, and then like the failing delinquent or something. I'm like outed as a shoujo manga <laughs> fan. <now. laughs> y'all know, y'all know the truth. <laughs> but no, I, I don't know. I didn't. I did not get that. I don't. I don't get that impression here at all. Yeah. Um. No, I think that's fair. Okay, so I'm going to go through some of our reoccurring questions. Melina, what were your thoughts on what is a Todd? A Todd likes panini bread from from what we can see. Yes. And what is Todd foolery? Todd foolery is better than Tom foolery. (laughs) Correct answer, 10, 10, 10. $5,000 for charity. Congratulations, Melina. (laughs) That was or nothing, that. (laughs) and then i want you to write an essay question on how feudalism uh impacted the french revolution (laughs) oh my gosh oh my goodness okay any takeaways from this episode any takeaways from this episode Hmm. i feel like if you're before you agree to anything being on a show or anything like that know what you're gonna get into because you might get humiliated on public and you yes. might not feel good about that. Yeah. Ask questions. Uh, and if you're signing up for something before you commit to it, make sure you ask questions so you feel comfortable with that. I think that's something I had to get used to was that before I said yes to like an opportunity or something, ask questions about what the whole scope of that problem is. Don't be afraid. Your time is important. So know what you're getting yourself into. And check the contract. Sometimes they like don't put it, they put it in a fine print. They don't say it. And then you mm. don't catch it, and then you're like, you get mm. caught in this fine print thing. Yes, like, don't sign anything without reading that contract. Read that contract. Reading is for cool people. <laughs> <laughs> Reading is for the coolios. Um, does anyone say that? I think I just. Anyways, um, Did you so takeaways. I think that is actually a really good takeaway. Do I have something better? Um, I think. Mine was really about honest confrontation. Probably not on live TV, but I think definitely if something's bothering you, it is good to be direct about it. It, it is a practice I'm trying to get into a little bit more. Um, and it's a skill to communicate that so you don't, it doesn't blow up. You don't hurt the other people's feelings because you're hurt. And I think a lot this episode was Bojack was hurt, so he was hurting Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter was hurt, so he was hurting Bojack. And my takeaway really would be take a breath, and it's hard because I forget this all the time, Alina. Take a breath and calm down. Collect your emotions, especially when you're being hurt. And it's good to 
be direct with the person you're talking to and try to say, hey, I'm hurt by this because of X, Y, Z. Like, I do understand that Mr. Peanut Butter took the high road by not talking to Bojack, but at the same time, if you had been direct, it would have been better. This approach was 100% better than when they were fighting over Diane by, like, buying her things, <laughs> which is a very indirect approach. Um, not great. So I think that being direct and taking a moment to collect yourself after you're being hurt is is really great takeaways not intended from this episode i think maybe that was just for comedic effect but that's what i took from it yeah definitely do you think it was necessary for him like if Bojack didn't bring it up in this episode because i know you were saying it's it's good to be honest with your feelings but do you feel like it it would have been necessary for mr peanut butter to bring it up um, I think it was still bothering Mr. Peanut Butter because of the way Bojack was treating him. So I don't think he should have brought up the kiss necessarily as much okay. as he should have been like, hey, Bojack, I notice you have been treating me like this. And I don't feel great about it. And I think I deserve to respect all of one to be as your friend. And if I'm not getting that, then I, I'm not sure if this is working because I feel like, you know, we're friends with, and we are in the same friend circle. And it, it definitely just not aligning like i think that's the discussion they should have had mm. and i think in that discussion they just started hurting each other <laughs> and they just mm. started yelling calling out each other's faults and flaws and how you've been doing me wrong essentially okay yeah i can see it. yeah i definitely yeah the kiss part i don't think he would need to bring up like if it was not within this episode like if it was like outside yeah and is Bojack good, Melina? We haven't asked this in a while, I think, right? Have we? Do I? <laughs> what a shocking new question. Fresh. Every week, and my answer is always the same. Do you, know you want to know what my answer is? Neutral. <laughs> and I think he was pretty neutral this episode. We haven't seen a lot of Bojack pivoting, but Melina, I promise you, there's a reason I asked this question, so is stay on the edge of your someone? seat. Is Mr. Peanut Butter going to I'm not going to answer any more questions. I'm not going to answer any more questions. Uh, I'm sorry, Melina. We're going to find out. You said that Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane are going to uh, get divorced in six months. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything. So we got to end this episode. I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> so we'll tune in next time when we talk about episode nine of season two. And we'll see whether Melina's predictions are right. I promise I didn't spoil anything. I just, I've been asking questions. I promise. Mm -hmm. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye. Follow us on our socials. We're Yakin' About Bojack on Instagram and Yakin' About Pod on Reddit. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help. Thank you.